Hi, Paula. Hi, Paula. <laughs> We're in unison. Yeah. It's not very often that uh, um, I meet with another Paula. It's true. It's true. Yeah, wonderful to connect again. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting to know you and your story, your mindfulness journey. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us and for sharing sharing your story and your wisdom with us. Oh, thank you, Paula. Well, it's a, a real um, delight um, to be here with you in this way and also to spend time together. Yes. Yeah, because we've chatted uh, on occasion and it's always been a lot of fun. So. Yeah, for sure. And, and I'm really happy to be here. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. So why don't we start from the beginning? When did you first encounter mindfulness? Um, what was going on for you in your life? And uh, yeah. what was going on? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, I did some reflecting on that um, because I had to go back in my memory um, to be able to, well, when really was the first time? And uh, I think it would have been well over 15 years ago. So it's been quite some time. Um, and I remember, um, a friend of mine, I was living in Toronto and, uh, she invited me to go to a meditation class. So she was, uh, she had registered and signed up for a series. Um, well, that was, I think, a seed planted. I didn't accept her invitation, but I, I did accept another uh, friend's invitation that was go to, I went to a yoga class. Okay. So that was, and I started dabbling in um, yoga, um, this whole, um, you know, body um, movement and awareness. And that's how I, I led into the path of mindfulness um, I didn't know it at the time as I was beginning to practice that I was building um, my attentional skills. Mm -hmm. So I was building concentration. I was building sensory clarity, getting to know my sensory experience through movement um, and equanimity. So being with experience just as it is, that's what um, I was beginning to get to know, but I didn't have words for it at that time. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I was dabbling in yoga classes and I was really enjoying it. So what I was enjoying about it was um, at the end of the class, I was calm. Mm -hmm. Something in me had shifted and I'm like, Oh, this, this feels pretty good. Um, and then so, but there was particular times when um, on 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 the path. So the more that I got into dabbling, call it, um, there was uh, a, a period of time where I was really struggling. So, um, and that led me to therapy, mm -hmm. uh, working with a, a therapist um, who also. Um, had a mindfulness background. So she brought that into um, um, each session 
And then um, alongside that, I was still continuing down the yoga, yoga path. And then it was like, I was really thirsty for knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I have, my mind is one, like I, I'm curious by nature anyway. And when I get onto something, then I kind of want to figure things out. Uh, that's also a downside. Because yeah. <laughs> really, you know, when you're on the path, there's really nothing to fix at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So um, anyway, um, I just started reading a reading and, and listening to audio tapes. So Pema Chodron uh, was um, a big teacher at that point in time. So that would have been in, in my early days around, you know, 2005, 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tara Brock yeah. uh, was another teacher I relied on um, just her books, like, for example, Radical Acceptance was a big one. And then Thich Nhat Hanh, of course, mm-hmm. um, uh, I was given that book by uh, an old colleague that I used to work with at General Motors and um, to find it in what I thought uh, an unlikely place, yeah. uh, you know, having a, um, a random coffee. And this, you know, he said, oh, I've been traveling with this book for um, a number of years and have found a lot of peace in it. And um, so that became a staple on my, on my path. Do you remember uh, which book it was? Yeah, pieces every step. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, and, and, and what was and John, oh, sorry, go Zen, ahead. John Cabot Zinn was a big influence for me, and then eventually I I I did some training. Mm-hmm. Um, landed in on MBSR um, as a way of um, you know by way of introduction, and then later Tara Brock and paired up with Jack Cornfield and uh, did a course called The Power of Awareness. So um, that was very um, potent in terms of uh, solidifying my practice in mindfulness. Yeah. And so what was going on with you in your life at that time? Were you working full time? What, you know, was there something that Um, made you curious in particular about the practice, something you were looking for? Oh, yes, absolutely. I think I've always been in search, in search of something. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's just my curiosity um, by nature. And I think it started, um, well, interestingly enough, like even in my 20s, I dove into positive psychology and, uh, you know, and then I also dove into things like um, spiritual practices. Um, and so I have that curiosity by, by nature. But work-wise, um, what I was finding in my, in my work was a lot of overwhelm. Mm. And which then led to, well, it was both... I think driven by emotional overwhelm yeah, and um, going at a very fast pace, um, working a lot, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of hours, um, 
And also at the time I was doing my MBA. So I was working full time. I was doing my MBA part time and it was a lot of stress. Yeah. So then it got, yeah, a lot. And, um, although everything looked really good on paper, um, things on the inside were really kind of, um, telling in that, um, you know, I was just going through the motions of living very materially. So, um, you know, then things started to break down in my physical body. Mm. So for instance, the big cues were, um, back pain. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I don't know how many prescriptions, like my eyes, started to change significantly um, in terms of my eye prescription, like in a short period of time, because I was just, there was a lot of screen time when I was doing MBA and studying and, and a lot of writing. Um, And although I thought I was probably taking good care of myself physically with exercise, exercise, running, walking, hiking, um, that sort of thing. There were these other elements that needed a lot of nurturing and care yeah. that were going unnoticed. So that led to, um, yeah, um, back problems, eyesight, as well as panic. So oh, yeah. I was ex- I had experienced um, a panic attack in that, um, and I didn't even like it was undiagnosed. Mm. So. It was, you know, I went to see um, my GP and then she chalked it up as, well, um, this is just stress. Okay. And, and it, was, um, it was more like, yeah, this is just stress, so deal with it. Yeah. Um, and then I went for multiple tests, like, for instance, well, heart, because they checked my heart because there were other symptoms um, and sensations that were going on in my body that I wasn't able to explain. And, and quite frankly, uh, after seeing um, another doctor, um, they weren't able to explain it either. Hmm. And nor what was really interesting, Paula, was that there was no referral recommendation to um, anything else as it related to the mental health world at that time. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy how it's still, even though the research is there to show the connection yeah. between the body and the mind and, and, yeah. and all these things that we can do to help them, the medical communities, I mean, I think they're just starting to maybe now, like that was still like a few years back. So maybe now, hopefully they would give a bit more, you know, direction in yeah. terms of what to do with the stress, like, okay, you have stress. And they kind of acknowledge that stress is a factor, but yeah. then it's like, they don't give you much, right? That's yeah. Yeah. So then that really, that, so that was the precipice to then um, looking at my whole health. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And then taking the steps to, because I've always had, I've, I've, and at an early age, I had really great success with um, natural medicine. Mm. 
Oh, yeah? Hmm. Um, yeah. Um, and so then, you know, I, I went to see a naturopathic doctor okay. and um, changed diet um, to whole foods. And then at the same time, yoga and uh, meditation or mindfulness uh, was coming into my life and mm-hmm. at perfect timing. Yes. Yeah. And when you started practicing, did you start, you mentioned that you felt good after the yoga class and yeah. were, was there some carryover benefits? Like, did you notice any changes in your day? Yeah, I, I noticed big changes. So um, in that um, the posit, my, the posit, positive experiences in my life were beginning to um, be more magnified. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. And also um, over time, um, I was feeling more um, clarity. So ah. the clarity in that I was gaining more clarity around the work I wanted to do. Hmm. So, um, because when I was working full time in a corporate setting, what I really was struggling with was, um, my creativity, Hmm. which is a strength of mine. Um, well, I think we're all really super creative individuals and beings at the heart of being human. Um, it's just accessing it. And for yeah. I, I couldn't access it in uh, when I was a bum in the seat. Yeah. Nine to five, Monday through to Friday, you know, I was performing and doing my job relatively well, but um, also at the expense of my own well-being. And those, um, you know, being productive, innovative, creative, wasn't lining up with my values around um, being well. Mm -hmm. So that um, disconnection um, was my fuel then to figure out um, how I could blend these two pieces together. How can I work well? How can I lead well? And, you know, when I wholeheartedly got back on my yoga mat. Um, and I then wanted to learn more about it. So I, I did yoga teacher training and out of that, I I think it was about a year and a half of study, uh, and practice. Um, I, it just, it, you know, more clarity came to me around this work that I wanted to do. And that was really marrying up um, mindfulness, meditation, and embodied practice um, in order to then fuel and create the foundations um, to work well. Mm-hmm. So then that's how my my business and the work that I do today um, was the you know was founded. So was through the practice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and was it like a one-time insight or did you take little steps? Yeah, it, it really was a, like, I think, 
You know what's interesting, and I think David White, the poet, talks about this, is that, you know, there the seeds get planted many years before something comes into uh, manifestation. Mm-hmm. And so I think all the steps that I was taking and all the exploring and all the journaling and self-reflecting and self-awareness uh, stuff um, that adds up over time, little by little, but done consistent and over time out of the, um, but there was a moment where I recall um, um, being quiet and in meditation and it, it just naturally um, um, came like, mm-hmm. so with such clarity of here, here are the things and this is the, here are the elements and um, this is the work. Wow. Yeah. And then and just, you, and that, yeah. Yeah. That just, just on that note, it was just, because when we get that clarity, what comes is also a level of confidence with it. It's like, it's a truth. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. This is how we need to be working. You know, wow. nurturing our, our uh, whole self um, just not working out of our heads, but how can be how can we be aligned in our whole faculty? Um, you know, in integral coaching, we call that self as instrument. So the gut, the heart, the head are all working and online. And to me, it's just practical and it's efficient. Yeah, you know? it's interesting because I. It's so the opposite of the perception sometimes that if you incorporate the body or you pay attention or you pause in your day, you will be less effective. But Ah. of course, you're going to be more effective if you are really aware of what's going on and not just outside of you, but inside of you so you can make decisions, right? Yeah, exactly. Totally. This is fascinating. So, So you had the insight and... Yeah. Did it stay clear? And did you know kind of the next steps to do? Like, did you quit right away? Or did you have conversations or? Yeah, well, that's interesting. No, I didn't quit right away. But what was happening? And these are like, it's all so uh, beautifully uh, sequenced. So I did leave, um, um, you know, a corporate job that I had been in for many years. And, um, that was in the automotive industry, um, with GM, um, they were, um, they were doing, uh, voluntary severance packages at Mm. the time. Perfect. (laughs) Totally. And, um, so I, I was one of the volunteers, the company was downsizing like mad and I, and I was not seeing my path, uh, clearly Mm. within the organization. Um, so, you know, I thought, okay, let's take the volu- voluntary severance package. And so then off I went. And that gave me um, some time. Yeah. And so with that time, um, I was um, sort of noodling around what might um, this next piece be for me. I didn't have it figured out. 
Um, and, but I landed into, um, uh, a position that I, that's was aligned with me in terms of, um, what I love to do and that's teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, so I ended up uh, teaching at Humber college, which is where I went to school. I've done a number, I've done two certifications there, one in human resources management and uh, another in uh, creative writing. Um, I worked on a book length project, uh, as part of that uh, program. It's, it's really amazing. Um, so anyway, um, all of that to say, um, I then had, uh, as part of the package, I had, um, um, career transition services as a part of the help to be able to get me to my next position. Great. So I, I landed into a, a talent management company, loved it. And, um, all the while thinking, Oh, you know, how might I be, you know, teaching some of this stuff at some point in time? Yeah. Because I thought, you know, it was the, all about self-reflection. It was about getting to know yourself and your strengths, your values, and aligning that to the work you're here to do. Yes. So that was a piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, but out of, so out of that, um, I ended up uh, landing uh, a full-time job outside of the industry in a, at the time it was, it was an organization very much in startup. Uh, it was um, uh, Sirius Satellite Radio. And okay. uh, they were just getting started in Canada, and I was hired to do the um, uh, automotive um, work with the automotive partners and get um, um, it was uh, a marketing position. So it was all about, um, you know, as vehicles were rolling off the lot, it was to uh, get folks uh, educated on, um, well, the technology. Yeah. Um, so I accepted, it was a full-time position and very shortly, um, it was just a couple of months into it and, um, I was feeling very overwhelmed, Mm. stressed, um, and in sort of that same seat that I found myself, um, while I was, um, in the previous organization and I'm like, I don't think this is going to work. So something really beautiful happened there and which changed um, the trajectory and offered me uh, the opportunity to again, plant that seed for what was to come uh, in the future in terms of launching my business. So I did hand in my resignation and I was thinking, Oh, you know, I'm done. Um, and after it was kind of a, uh, a funny story. Um, um, the talent management company where I did the transition services, um, decided to do a story with Globe and Mail on a recent candidate that landed successfully in their next position. So as I was on the front page of the Globe and Mail, <laughs> oh, you know, Paula Pine, she's just, you know, a recent minted MBA, 
and uh, she's landed her ideal perfect job and it wasn't like days later that I'm handing in my resignation wow it's so funny right? <laughs> um so um yeah and I did and I was really fortunate though because the VP at the time came to me and said like oh my god what's going on and um and he he asked me a really potent question and he said you know I I just I'm really curious what what do you want to do like mm, really nice. what's, your, what's your dream and so um I'd been, as I said earlier, I had been kind of noodling that around. And uh, at that time it was, well, I was envisioning what looked like maybe a bricks and mortar spa where Mm -hmm. it was offered a space where, um, you know, people like me at the time, um, corporate um, leaders that needed a space to get quiet, reflect, take care of them, take care of themselves and, and nurture whole body, whole mind and soul. And he said, wonderful. Okay. That's great. Why don't you think about, um, coming on here as a consultant, you can set up your own business. So get started that way, at least, you know, register and, and come on as a consultant. And then as you pare down your hours, you can work on your business plan. Wow. Yeah. Like it was, it was, um, an amazing gift. Yeah. And, um, so that's what I did. And fast forward a year and a bit later, as that was winding down, I, um, I wasn't ready to launch the bricks and mortar mm-hmm. um, and then ended up um, transitioning from marketing into HR. Okay. And um, joined the talent management company and um, started with facilitating, coaching, helping folks in career transition. And um, while continuing to, um, I, you know, nurture this business idea, mm-hmm. continue with my practices and, um, and then ended up consulting for the talent management company. And then I got hired full time again. Wow. <laughs> it, it took me a while to figure out that I wasn't a bum in, bum in a seat. Yes. That lasted a year. Uh, and then it was at that point in time, I said, you know what? I, I really need to figure out what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when I um, really got serious about my practice. And um, and then that's when I started to see the therapist more on a regular basis. And um, it was like a, a real pivot moment where, um, you know, I, I needed to change. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, you know, I had that moment where it was almost like a come to Jesus moment with myself. Mm. I call it and said, you know, I, I really need to get behind, um, you know, I need to get underneath some of the 
some of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I did. Um, and so then out of that, although I left that position, I, it was maybe a month or so later that I kept, um, the consulting, um, piece of my work and joined another talent management company to focus on career transition, leadership development, while I was still continuing to nurture, well, what this business was. Yes. And then when I got that clarity, then I just, it it just came really quickly, efficiently, and built out the website while I was uh, working as a consultant at the talent management company, the second one that I joined as a, a freelancer. And once I felt comfortable uh, and that sort of, you know, um, I just looking back, I was, you know, as I launched my business, which is up now Uplift Consulting, um, I was noticing in the suite of talent management um, offerings and services, what I was doing um, was more focused on the self-awareness, self-development, what I call foundational um, skill sets for leadership resilience and just leadership, personal, professional in general. Um, emotional intelligence, um, and embodiment. So what I was noticing that the um, focus in talent management at the time was more of the technical skill sets Mm -hmm. versus what we were calling at the time were soft skill sets. Um, And I really wanted to focus on that. So then I launched and eventually went uh, solo, and the breadth of uh, my business is it, it's evolved over time as it yes. does naturally. Yes. The more that I've um, grown, um, the, the, the business has too, in a way that today in its um, size, shape, and form is um, working in partnership. Yeah. yeah. With, um, uh, organizations in 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 the work that I specialize in, which is um, coaching and facilitation teaching. What a beautiful story! Yeah, I it's love, a, it's, um, yeah. it's so important, I think, for people to hear how it really unfolds. You know, because if you if you see people on social media or whatever, you think, oh, it's so easy. Right. And maybe I just think back to um, the person you were when you started 15 years ago at GM and somebody that might be in that boat now where they start to say, oh, you know, something about this job isn't feeling quite right. Yeah. And then they might think, oh, well, then I must quit, <laughs> you know, and yeah. must start my own thing. <laughs> and, and some people do do that. Um, but then you're kind of fumbling for a long time, you know. And I love yeah. how you were able to, first of all, honor when the rhythm wasn't right at the job, because that's another thing people do. Well, maybe there's something wrong with me if I can't keep up 
with this pace or I can't, you know, like there's something wrong with me. I need to fit into this box. How can I, you know, work harder, you know, fix myself so I fit. But you honored like, oh, no, this this box isn't working for me. I need to do something a little bit differently. But yet, like, stay so curious, which is, I guess, one of your core skills. Like, well, if if this is like, what what else could it be, you know, and how can I move in a way it sounds like such a flow, you know, like what's next and allowing for periods of not knowing, right? Like, yeah. so I guess maybe looking yeah. back, it looks like a flow, but when you're in it, you're like, what do I oh, do no. now? <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, that, and that's the thing. And, and I love that observation, Paul, is that uh, while I was in it, um, you know, it, it's quite a, quite an adventure in that and, and, and an emotional adventure because yeah. like, not of a of a pleasant kind um, at times. Yeah. Um, so the thing around creating and building your own, um, your, you know, work and business and finding your own rhythm um, really takes a lot of. Um, I think it takes a lot of courage. Yeah. Uh, and uh, patience. Yeah. Um, which wasn't necessarily a um, strong or strong suit of mine um, but something that I have um, built um, over time and certainly practice has really really helped uh, anchor yeah. that yeah and have you, were, you, mm-hmm. yeah. were you practicing consistently throughout that whole transition period or it was kind of like in and out like doing classes yeah, so I would say when um, it was in and out from the time uh, I started dabbling, um, you know, it, well, while I was in corporate, so it was more of in and out then. But then when uh, the last um, um, full time position I had, it was I got um, pretty serious around my practice, and that's when. Um, yoga became a very consistent uh, part of my life and um, as well as mindfulness and meditation. So, Mm -hmm. but I learned um, and gravitated more to, well, how I was taught meditation originally through uh, my yoga teacher. Okay. Um, So that was um, um, a combination of, well, Shavasana um and um breath awareness right as well as um um mantra okay yeah who was your yoga teacher uh sylvie Goen here in okay. ottawa she oh in is, ottawa okay yeah, yeah. great mm-hmm. so um that's she has her website is inspired living okay yeah. cool Mm-hmm. So then yeah. you would do that on your own. You would do, have a mantra that she gave you. Yeah. And, so yeah. how how I started was um, she offered um, it was a forty day meditation challenge. Oh, nice. Yeah, That's a good idea. It is. And <laughs> we gathered in the beginning, so it was like I think you know an hour and a half workshop to start. And then, um, you know, she gave us the instructions and 
you know, what Shenzhen now calls the technique instructions, call it. And, um, and then the part of those instructions were for the next 40 days, then um, pick a time um, and pick, you know, get a room set up where you want to do it, your location, and, um, and do it for the next 40 days. So I'm a good student. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what I did for 40 days. And I'll never forget the first. So the first time I did the sitting practice was um, I set my timer and I think it was for 10 minutes or something. And I ended up not setting the timer. And then I'm like, what's going on? It should be 10 minutes. And it was 20 minutes. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, I could do 20 minutes. And um, so what I did, I set up my space. I set the timer for 20 minutes. It was breath awareness. And um, the mantra was in Sanskrit, so hum. Yeah. And that's the natural, right? The natural sound of mm. your uh, inhale and exhale. I am that. I am. Um, in its translation. And it it just stuck. So mm-hmm. after the 40 days, um, it, it just, I was regularly on a cadence. Okay. Plus I had my movement practice. Um, and yeah. And then that led to eventually, uh, finding, uh, practices like yoga nidra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which has been a, a staple in terms of my practices. Yeah. So beautiful. And I love, yeah, you found a teacher that worked for you. It's so important, right, at that time, because there's, especially now, I think if you were to start now even more, there's so much out there. How do you know what to practice? And and your mind can get crazy just about that. Right. right. So just having somebody tell you, okay, for the next 40 days, you're going to sit every day. (laughs) So good. Back after the, the, so after we completed the 40 days, we had to come back uh, for another hour to, to check in, to report, Mm -hmm. you know, to see how it went and so on and so forth. And, um, and I was one of two people that came back. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's how hard it is to stick to the practice, huh? It is. It's yeah. So, yeah. absolutely. But there was something about you know the practice that really, um, you know, I, I a enjoyed it, and I was seeing uh, the benefits of it. Yes. So I guess um, those are the pieces that would help people, right? Like find something you enjoy. Like the soham seemed to resonate for you. Yeah. And and notice how it's affecting you in your okay. life, like the benefits and that yeah. kind of keeps the motivation. Absolutely. Going. Yeah. And then over time, um, you know, I just found myself gravitating to um community. Yes. That community also helps so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then that led to day long retreats, uh, yoga retreats, um, and you know communities of uh, practice that um, that's where I, I continue to get my mo- motivation. Mm-hmm. And then Paula, because when I learn stuff, I inevitably teach it. Um, 
uh, I ended up then because I wanted you teach what you need to learn. Yes. And so I, I taught yoga. I taught movement classes. And a part of that was teaching yoga nidra. Nice. And then eventually that led to teaching meditation. And of course, as I was, as I launched my business, I was integrating these practices um, to help um, my clients. Yes. Um, so the more I was beginning to teach it, um, the more understanding I had of it in my own, um, practice. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And is that when you, um, did unified mindfulness when you started Um, teaching meditation? No, I, I didn't know of unified mindfulness, um, then, um, and it wasn't until I, um, um, I can, I, I finished up, um, my master's in integral coaching Canada and I came along, um, a couple of unified mindfulness, um, coaches that are also, um, uh, master integral coaches. Cool. So that Meg Salter, um, uh, I chatted with her just to find out more about, um, the work of Shenzhen and unified mindfulness because, I got to a point, it was where I had been looking for my next teacher. Who's my teacher? Because mm. although I had a wonderful beginning, as my practice um, was um, evolving and growing, um, I was, um, I was, I felt that I, there was a missing component or piece to having like one system, one teacher. Yes. Because I was sort of my, my go-tos were okay. I was in the yoga community. So I, which I learned from, um, Sylvie. And then, um, my, as my practice evolved, I also learned from another yoga teacher and Pittman, who's been a pivotal, a teacher in my life. Um, um, and what was I going to say about that? <laughs> and you were, so you were looking for another teacher. Right? Yeah, another so, teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and talk to Meg, talk to Melissa Armstrong. And uh, also at the time, um, because I was living in Ottawa, um, I was talking to some other students who happened yeah. To, um, um, be schooled in unified mindfulness. And, um, so I needed, I just felt called to the training. Nice. And like did you I do needed, compass as well? You did the whole shebang or just pathways? Just pa- yeah, uh, me too. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and, um, yeah, I was really, um, at that time, like there was just something really calling me to, like I needed, I felt like I needed, um, certification. Yeah. Like a certification in, um, mindfulness, um, and to get, um, yeah, just a better foundation in it versus what what I was doing in the past was collecting all of these, uh, pieces from various teachers. And I felt like I needed more, um, solid roots in it. And that Wonderful. led me to 
mindfulness, which changed everything. Yeah. And so what does your practice look like now? Do you do mostly UM or a little yoga or? Well, I've always had a steady diet of yoga. Um, Sorry? Oh, steady diet. That's great. Steady diet of um, movement practice. Um, So that's um, pretty pretty steady in terms of daily movement. Um, And I still practice with... um, um, a community, yeah, uh, is led by uh, Anne and Pittman, um, and which what's great is that it's virtual. Um, yeah, that's and, nice, and it's and it's an an embodied practice. So, um, what it does, it kind of builds in some like paying attention, mm-hmm. um, somatically. Yeah, and with it comes um, sensory clarity and uh, equanimity. Um, but of course, it comes and goes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you know, as Anne says, we're not designed to pay attention all the time. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I have a daily uh, meditation practice. So I have found since. Um, Unified mindfulness and um, doing um, the curriculum um, since 20, I think 2020 is when I jumped in and then, um, you know, doing regular retreats, um, giving support, getting support, plus um, a daily practice. Um, my formal practice is more daily. It's yeah. something mm-hmm. that I love that I look forward to. I enjoy it. Um, so that's evolved. Yeah. And it's not a to do. Yeah. It's just a part of a way of living in that. Um, so I, I sit every morning and, Mm -hmm. um, and it usually rain ranges from 30 to 45 minutes. Do you do that before or after your yoga? I do it before before sit first yeah yeah beautiful mm-hmm. yeah and then um on a good day and most I would say most days I'm usually on a cadence of an afternoon mm-hmm. uh, practice and that's where I I love um yoga nidra yeah so as a um a way to rest yes yeah it's more of a, um, I use it for, um, more, more of a rest, um, versus I'm not concerned about, um, you know, concentration. Yeah. I'm more of like pure receiving. You know, yeah. I love the after it took me years and years and years to build in a little afternoon pause. Before, yeah. like, I had a morning practice, but it was like, okay, I'm meditating. And then it was the day was like, go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then you're exhausted at the end. And then to build in a little rest, and I do the same. Like, sometimes it's just five, 10 minutes lying on my, you know, somewhere on a couch yeah. or something and just resting. Yeah. And then it's like the day starts again. You're rejuvenated. Yeah. And instead That's of being good. depleted by the end of the day, you have energy again in the afternoon it's right. a game changer but it takes oh. it so hard to trust oh. that you can have 
the space and give yourself permission to take a rest in the afternoon, like so countercultural, right? Yeah, totally. But I think because um, once you get that taste mm. of um, efficiency and yes. what it gives you in terms of um, how it can um, help you with um, your productivity, yes. it is just, um, it's huge. It is. And now science um, backs it up very, very clearly uh, in terms of, you know, um, they call, you know, there is a practice called non deep sleep rest mm. that is very similar to yoga nidra. And um, it uh, has um, many benefits in terms of, you know, productivity and um, actually also helping you to. Uh, sleep in yeah. general yeah many sleep benefits beautiful and mm-hmm. do you have a favorite micro hit maybe you could tell us about it and lead us lead us through sure. a micro hit oh I'd love that I'm ready um you know my I I think it's when I come to sit and um whether that be coming to my desk or uh even just now or um it's um, feeling into the body and where you can find pleasure and comfort. Mm. And then eventually that leads to a, uh, smile and feel good. So I'd love to share that with, um, you and the audience here. Great. Yeah. So I invite you to, um, find your comfortable seat And, um, you know, if you're sitting in a chair, just notice how the body is settling in, settling into your chair. You can keep your eyes open or your eyes closed or half mast, whichever's most comfortable for you. Um, I think I'm going to close my eyes. And if your eyes are closed, maybe softening the eyes to uh, settle and noticing as the eyes soften, perhaps maybe the cheeks and the jaw soften as gravity settles into your posture so that that trails down to the shoulders, the shoulders through to the arms, down to the fingertips. So the spine is straight yet soft and just noticing how gravity and maybe even the chair supports the spine and the upper body to rise up so that it is easeful and just noticing your bum in the seat, the pelvis, is settling and anchored, supported by the chair. And then the legs from the hips right down through to the soles of the feet. Settling into gravity and supported. So taking a moment here, just noticing any shifts or changes in your posture, 
this dynamic posture that's always subtly moving and changing. Maybe the spine is growing a little bit taller with ease and effortlessness. And noticing what place in the body feels comfort, ease, or just feels good. So placing a light attention on what feels good. And allowing that to naturally grow. And if the contrary comes up, not to be overly concerned with anything unpleasant, just allow it to rest in the background. In equanimity, allow it to freely come and go while all of your attention is coming back to what feels good in this place of sitting. And maybe it's just the support of the chair that you can lean into just a little more deeply. Feel good. And then maybe perhaps bringing a soft smile or a big smile on your face and how that may change the physiological parts of your body to grow taller and just riding the wave of Maybe a positive emotion that's present. And bringing that into your next task or where where you find yourself now. And it's always available for us to just simply enjoy. So thank you. So we'll keep smiling. (laughs) Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Paula. So great. Yeah. I noticed how sticky those, the unpleasant is, right? So to just keep going back to what is pleasant, even if it's very subtle, so powerful. And a smile changes everything. Yeah. So are there any final thoughts you want to share? Maybe tell us a bit about the work you're doing now and where people can find you and anything else. Yeah. You may so not people, have covered. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Um, you know, people can find me at um, upliftconsulting.com and or um, through social media. Um, I'm often on LinkedIn. So I do a little bit of writing um, there. Um, and I work with, um, leaders at all levels in organizations, mainly on topics of, um, 
um, creating strong leadership foundations um, to be successful in these times of uber change and uncertainty. Um, so which really lend well to those, you know, if you're seeking clarity, purpose, uh, increase in engagement, um, influence. Um, so, um, yeah, that's a bulk of the bulk of my work, uh, now. Um, and you know, the, and I do, oh, I do have a weekly meditation class. Um, yeah, that, uh, I have ongoing and I'm always interested in working with, um, 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 people in terms of just talking about the practice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that's so important is to get, get help, um, and get the support, um, to, uh, keep your practice going. So I'm always interested in hearing from people around how I can support them in their practice and to keep it alive and to keep it well. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Paula. It's been such a pleasure. Yes. Thank you, Paula. And we'll see you again soon. Yes. We'll see you again soon. And I love what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much.